Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard, and welcome to episode eight of season two of the One Giant Mind podcast. In this episode, one of our guests, Samara, asks a great question about the darker side of meditation, how sometimes when we meditate, we can feel not so great. She asks, why does this happen? And how do we manage the experience so that we don't lose the momentum of our meditation practice when sometimes the experiences can be overwhelming? I think for anyone who meditates regularly, you're going to really enjoy this episode. Uh, my name's Samara Ryan and I am a nurse living in Melbourne at the moment. My question is, um, when you start meditating and like you were saying before, you start taking out the trash, that can be like a really emotionally turbulent time. What would your advice be to somebody to maintain their practice throughout that? So first we have to ask ourselves why we're meditating. Most people come to meditation because there's something that's happening in their lives that they want to see change. And the beautiful thing about meditation is that it cultivates awareness for us to see what it is that is unsustainable, what we, we haven't been uh, doing that nurtures what we want to see more in our lives. And people say, you know, I, I've just started meditating and all this stuff's coming up. And I go, oh, okay, interesting. Um, tell me what was happening before. Well, I was feeling this and that and this and that. And, and I said, so what's different about what you're feeling now? And they go, hmm, <laughs> maybe nothing. Maybe I'm just more aware of it. And... This is what happens in the first stage of meditation when uh, we try to create a change in our lives uh, through the practice is we have expectations for it to, to look a particular way and a hope that it's going to <laughs> it will be like a magic pill and just rid us of undesirable sensations and thoughts and feelings. But what's not often spoken about enough is that the first phase of being able to process experiences and make changes in our lives is that we first must cultivate awareness. And in the same way that a doctor says, when you take this medication, the symptoms might get worse before they get better. Meditation can be, and is not always, and quite often is generally not the case, but it can be the case that when you start to meditate, particularly if you experience some trauma or you've been exposed to prolonged bouts of stress and pressure, that what occurs is a purging of the, the symptoms. And what can come out is more emotion, higher levels of stress and agitation, a sense of confusion and not knowing yourself because the nervous system is being flooded with this purge of, of energy from the past. And so to answer your question, what do you do to maintain your practice? Surround yourself by others that are meditating. Have open-hearted, honest conversations about the experience. Relinquish the need to be externally identified with reasons. You know, relinquish the need to blame something for what you're feeling. And to the best of your ability, accept what you're feeling as a process of healing, a process of recovery. And we can't expect to live the way that we've been living. And I say that generally, 
but quite specifically as well, because there are very few humans that I believe are, uh, that, are out, that live outside of this rule or this reality, that we are all under such enormous strain and pressure trying to fit into a world that isn't designed for how we have biologically evolved for so long. And it goes against so much of the way that we're designed to try and exist in the way that we are. The, the demands that are placed on us, the disconnection from nature, the living outside of you know, a tribe where we, we, we sincerely feel we belong to and are supported by and know that that tribe has our back in a moment of weakness or moments of weakness where our sense of purpose is derived from serving the greater good of that tribe. All of these things that are generally absent in our life place an enormous amount of strain and pressure. And we can't expect to live like this and be okay. <laughs> That's the thing that we need to start normalizing, that we need to start bringing into the forefront of our attention, that we've normalized this way of living in the world right now, the way that the world is right now. We've normalized it. And when we're not coping, we're not feeling okay about it, we um, judge ourselves, we, we think that we're less than, we're, we're weak, we're failing, we're not good enough. All of these things, these narratives start to override and impose themselves over the healing process. And what's required in this first phase of learning to meditate is to be prepared to surrender into those feelings and to accept them and to see them as a process of healing. Now, sometimes it can be very overwhelming and it feels like it's getting worse and not better. And this is why it's really important to be around some people that are sharing in the experience so that you, you've got each other's back and you can just go, yeah, I know, me too, but let's keep going. It's a process of healing where breaking down psychological paradigms within culture that sustain and uphold suffering. We're breaking them down by looking at the suffering, confronting it, and moving deeper into our spirits and reclaiming the power of our humanity again and declaring how it is we want to live to be fulfilled. And it takes an immense amount of character and it takes an immense amount of, you know, ugh, to do that because life is tough as it is. Why would I opt into feeling more crappy than I do right now? <laughs> and what I, what I want to propose to, to anybody that's experiencing this is that you are doing one of the greatest services to humanity by choosing to opt out of this way of living and to start living life on your terms in accordance with your own sensibility, a sensibility that emerges out of your spirit, from your heart, from, from who you know yourself to be, and you are, move in the direction unapologetically, committing to that. This is what the world needs more than anything right now. More than anything. And it's such a noble and an important process and 
you know, if that's what you're doing, my hat's off to you, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. My question is that do you think in the West we're all about everything to be instant, we want everything right away? Do you think that can be an hinder to a meditation or a healing process because it takes longer usually? such a great point and yes i think this is the main reason why people start meditation and end it really quickly you know generally what happens when people learn to meditate is that they'll have a a pretty immediate sense of relief generally for a period of time and they'll go this is really great i feel better i don't have to do that thing again i'm just going to go out and party and you know whatever and then over a period of time it builds up again and they're like okay i should do that meditation thing again And they get that little hit. But then when they stick with it, what they start to do is to peel off layers. And then we start experiencing what I refer to as the unstressing process. We're unstressing. We're peeling layers of built-up accumulated stress in the system. And that experience of detoxifying the past gives us the flavor of the experiences that we've had in the past. Like when you, you know, detox from any anything in the body, you're going to experience the effects of that substance coming out of the out of the out of the body a lot of the time when people are detoxifying you know some kind of drug they feel like they're on the drug for a period of time as the detox process occurs and in the same way when we detox past experiences we can sometimes have the flavors of those experiences pass through our nervous system and it can make us feel like we're having those experiences again and the point that you've made about this need for instant gratification which is another way of saying that is a a need for instant distraction from the discomfort what we're looking for is cheap quick hits to distract us from the reality of what's happening inside of our mind what's happening inside of our body what's happening in our relationships and what's not happening in our relationships with each other ourself the earth and um, the greatest deterrent for committing to the long road in this wonderful practice is the confrontation of disco- discomfort and the addiction to so- self-soothing, the needing to feel comfortable in order to be okay. Now, feeling comfortable is a very important part of our, of our thriving. To feel well, we need to feel comfortable. We need to feel safe. However, we have this debt and what it requires is us taking a leap over a very slimy swamp of past experiences or not a leap over actually, we've got to walk through it. (laughs) That's the truth of it till we get to the other side. And once we get to the other side, you know, we've still got muddy feet and, you know, maybe muddy clothes, but our ability to, to process that is a lot easier than actually, you know, being trapped or feeling trapped in the swamp. And um, it's only through persistence. You know, all we need to do is keep walking. It doesn't smell nice. It doesn't feel nice. And it can sometimes feel like it's never going to end. But it always does. It always does. Whatever we're feeling, if we stick with it, it will always come to pass. This is such an important thing. And sometimes it can hang around for a long time if we are regimented in our practice of always providing the conditions for our nervous system to recover, namely meditation, yoga, fresh air, nurturing loving conversations, exposing ourselves to the sun, 
eating fresh food, exercising, all of these kinds of things are going to ensure that we're maximizing our capacity for recovery and to get through these little swamp swamp moments um, and get back onto solid ground and feel like we're, we're steady and, and capable. Special thanks to our show producer, Daniel Tucker, a.k.a. Spiritual Trady. Sky Tipler from MKT Communications for the use of their beautiful space. Ali Lieberman for this gorgeous music you're hearing. And all the One Giant Mind team. If you're uh, interested in learning to meditate and you don't have a practice yet, One Giant Mind supports you in two specific ways. You can download the free One Giant Mind Learn to Meditate app, which will take you through a beautiful 12-step process of learning a powerful technique. The alternative is to go onto the website, onegiantmind.com, and check out our teacher directory. We have teachers from all around the world offering courses on a weekly basis, both online and in person. So if you can't find a teacher in your local area, you're certainly going to find one who's going to be able to teach you in a course they'll be running online. And finally, if you are a passionate meditator and you feel a calling to do something powerful in the world, we are calling for you to join us in our meditation teacher family to bring meditation to the world by participating in the One Giant Mind Meditation Teacher Training Program. In 12 weeks, we will empower you to be able to successfully teach anybody how to practice meditation and make it a daily habit. All that information can be found at onegiantmind.com.